0: Hey, welcome back to the conclusion of Baptism in Blood, the conclusion of the chapter in Fifty Flights, Physicians Coming of Age. I hope you liked the first intro of it and the uh, AI-generated narrator, which probably sounded a little bit familiar to you. But anyways, I'm going to uh, play the end of the chapter for you. And uh, if you like this, uh, smash that like button and uh, check out the book on Amazon. It's only, I think, 99 cents. Baptism in Blood, part two, the conclusion. We were in a remote location. There was no one else to start in Roman 4. All the emits were either first responders or law enforcement, and they were busy controlling my patient's flailing arms and attempting to manage the crowd that had gathered around us. My attempts at starting his Roman 4 were futile. The patient was flailing around, mourning but gradually becoming more subdued, all indicators of deterioration. I had to act now. One of the basic tenets of emergency medicine and trauma care is to protect the patient's airway. Okay, airway, breathing circulation, disability, and exposure. Key priorities to address. This guy was at risk for vomiting and aspirating the contents into his lungs and needed to be too. Slang for intubation. This remains one of my most favorite procedures and generally goes smoothly. Placing an endotracheal tube ET protects and secures the patient's airway, helps prevent aspiration of stomach contents, and allows control of breathing. From setup to completion, just a few minutes are enough. Trying to pry a combative patient's mouth open to put the ET tube in his throat would never happen without a few drugs. I learned RSI rapid sequence intubation techniques from day one in residency and performed this procedure hundreds of times. Our residency program hammered skill mastery, and after seven days of our cases, I had tallied nearly 100 intubations in a single week in year one of your residency. I picked my ET tube and loaded it with a stylet to help me guide it into the correct location. My laryngoscope was functioning, and portable suction was at the ready. Without any Roman four access, I picked the next best place. The benefit of sedative and paralytic drugs eliminates the patient's combativeness from the situation. I jabbed him in the thigh with first fentanyl and succinylcholine. After little more than a minute, he was down and out fully paralyzed. At this point, the clock is ticking. I had only a few moments to secure his airway by placing an endotracheal tube and to begin ventilating him before further brain damage occurred from lack of oxygen. Lying on my belly in the dirt was a new position and made visualizing the airway landmarks a bit more challenging. There they were, the vocal cords. Just as I reached for the tube, an excited first responder ran past, kicked all my gear into the grass, and showered the patient and myself with dirt. Now we have a bigger problem. My face was caked with dirt, and seeing clearly was problematic. After a few choice swear words, my gear was retrieved. We used a bag bag valve mask to provide oxygen to the patient while I prepared a new tube. By now, the suction was clogged with dirt and non-functional. With Lady Luck on my side, I passed the ET tube quickly and secured his airway. We then noted the telltale sign of a collapsed lung due to difficulty squeezing the amber bag and also crepitus felt along the chest. It's basically like feeling Rice Krispies under the skin. Intervention was quickly required, while attention pneumothorax would develop and kill my patient. I love teaching, and this was a simple procedure. As a newly minted chief resident, I was often taxed with running the weekly skills lab for our resident group. We splashed beta on the chest, and I guided the EMS crew member through her first needle decompression. It's pretty hard to miss. A large Roman four needle is jabbed into the chest over a rib, a few inches below the collarbone. This relieves air trapped in the chest cavity from a punctured lung. Failure to do so quickly can rapidly increase trapped air that compresses the lung and eventually stops blood from returning to the heart. Even more critical is the fact that increasing altitude in our helicopter will rapidly worsen this condition if not treated immediately. This patient also needed a chest tube, but there was no way I would attempt this while we both lay in the dirt. It would have to wait until we got in the air. The EMS crew were experts at rapidly packaging patients for transport, and we were loaded in no time. I thanked them for the help and was greeted by a twinkle of satisfaction from the medic I helped perform our first simple yet critical procedure. Malachi had an equally sick patient. In the front seat of an overturned vehicle was an unrestrained passenger who also appeared pregnant. Unfortunately, in addition to head trauma, she also had a collapsed lung and signs of trauma to her abdomen and two mangled extremities. She was also intubated. The needle was used to let the air out of her collapsed chest and re-expand the lung. The skill and confidence of these seasoned crew members are incredible, and I learned a lot from them during my year on the team. He smirked and asked why it took so long to intubate my patient. Shane Doe was now securely loaded into the helicopter in addition to my patient, and there was very little space for either of us to move. We took turns bagging using the bag valve device or ambu bag to ventilate each other's patient while we each inserted a chest tube. The rest of the flight was a blur, and we were flaring to land on the hospital roof in what seemed like only minutes later. My patient had a stormy hospital course but survived despite his critical injuries. Unfortunately, several family members and friends were hospitalized that day, and several others never arrived. Trauma is an unforgiving foe, and poor decisions regarding alcohol and driving claim thousands every year. What an amazing and intense experience for my first flight. As we debriefed at the hangar, the pilot joked about his comments. I just looked at him puzzled and asked what he was talking about. I was about to learn about the pilot's quirky sense of humor. Indeed, I heard the exact phrase, I see dead people, and the origin of this phrase was twofold. The Sixth Sense, a movie starring Bruce Willis, had just been released that week. The child character in this particular movie can see dead people. The sad reality of the situation was that there were several immediate fatalities on the scene due to the horrific nature of the accident, including several that had been ejected from the vehicles and one that had been trapped in the car's twisted remains died instantly. The pilot could see this from his vantage point as my seat faced backward in the Sikorsky. When I relate this portion of the story, people often gasp or comment on our callousness. If one has any hope of sustainability and a desire to work in emergency medicine and critical care. Coping mechanisms are a prerequisite for survival. In retrospect, the particular brand of humor utilized by the pilot was both a coping mechanism and a way of initiating a new cocky flight physician. Pilots have a unique degree of situational awareness, and it is a skill they train regularly. I'm sure he could feel the tension rising inside the cockpit as we approached the chaotic accident scene and was inserting his brand of mildly twisted humor in an attempt to distract me. Despite the chaos and stress, I know we did a good job. The first responders were instrumental in providing care, securing the scene, and helping with patients. Their help performing critical procedures and their dedication to the job, often on a volunteer basis, is always greatly appreciated. Despite my new label as a black cloud doc, I know he had a rewarding experience. And the satisfaction of a job well done as his patient also survived her injuries. I don't know the outcome of her unborn child and that is just one of the many unsettling realities of life as an emergency physician. We often never find out the outcome of our most unusual or serious cases. Needless to say, my love for aviation and passion for emergency medicine and trauma hooked me on this new journey as a flight physician. Thanks for listening. I hope you check out the book on Amazon. The link is below the video. Have a fantastic week. Be safe. Be well.